What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So I'm going to start today's podcast off with a salute to the unvaxxed. Times have been made tough and hard for us, but that was by design. So we would get injected with experimental vaccines. Keep holding the line. It won't be much longer, and we will win in the end. If you've not been vaccinated yet, You have incredible strength, grit, and determination. The governments around the world are losing their minds because they cannot get you to comply. So please, hold the line just a little bit longer. So I thought I would tell you guys a little bit about diagnostic signs of the psychopath. In clinical psychology, one of the diagnostic signs of a psychopath is that they tell elaborate lies, compulsively. Many times they will tell a lie, even if the truth would be more beneficial. No one knows why they do this. But I do have a theory, and it applies to the swarming groups of the little rat minds running around the sewers of power as much as it does any individual monstrosity. If you want to control people, you need to lie to them. That's the only way to guarantee you have power. If you are standing in the road and I yell, look out, there's a car coming, and you move just as a car whips past, I will never know if you move because I said so or because there wasn't actually a car coming at you. If my interest is in making sure you don't get hurt, this would not matter to me either way. But what if my only true aim is the gratification of watching you do as I say, simply because I say so? Well, Then I need to scream out a warning of a car that does not exist and watch you dodge an imaginary threat. Or, indeed, tell you there is no car and watch you get run over. Only by doing this can I see my words mean more to you than the perceivable reality. And only then do I truly know I'm in control. And that's what this whole nightmare has been about. Control. So today is January 6th. Last year, on January 6th, we had that whole political theater of the quote-unquote insurrection. Get the fuck out of here. It was not an insurrection. But according to Newsweek, hundreds upon hundreds of undercover elite commandos were crawling all over the U.S. Capitol on that day last year, January 6th. From the 350-person hostage rescue team to FBI SWAT to U.S. Marshals Special Service Ops, they had the shoot-to-kill authority against U.S. civilians. What world are we living in where this kind of power is deployed against the people? Have you guys seen the protests going on in Holland right now? They straight up had people chewed up by dogs. They're shooting them with rubber bullets, but they can't kill their spirit. The people there know what's happening to them is wrong, and they're out protesting just as I will be on January 15th, 2022. The movement is called Reclaim the Line. It's in every city, every state, and we need every one. Like I keep saying, the time for sitting on the sidelines is over. If you have a child, you definitely need to get your ass there because they're straight coming for your children. If you won't stand up for your kid, I will do it, but I need help. Please, you guys, even if you're the only person there, you'll probably inspire someone else to do the same. They want you to feel alone. They want you to feel like you're the last of the holdouts of the unvaxxed. 
And it's absolutely not true. There's many of us. We just need to somehow organize and be able to connect. So that's why I keep telling you guys about the sub on Reddit called The Fight Back. It's a relatively new sub, but you can go to this sub and connect with community, connect with other like-minded people, and see what type of organized protests are going on in your city. If you wanted to organize a protest, this would be a perfect place to post it. Most other areas of the internet will ban your ass if you try to even speak out against the narrative. That happens on Reddit all the time. They banned a sub called No New Normal, and they have allowed the Herman Cain Award sub to remain. So it's just a very clear indication of what side that social media platform is on. So come check out the fight back. I'm a mod on it. It's fucking chill. You can meet other like-minded people. You can organize in your communities and get information on what type of protests are going on around you and just information that is not going on with the narrative. You can speak freely and you won't be censored. Instagram has my account so censored right now that I'm barely on it. I still post information there because I'm hoping that some of it will get out to the normies that don't normally have access to our side of the coin. But today, one of my followers, Lord Makery, I think that's how you say it, Ian, you know who you are, sent me a screenshot of how he cannot even copy me in a mention. It says, I'm a no-no bad girl that does bad things some bullshit like that. So I'm rarely there. I spend more time over on Reddit. My username is Athena7979. Come over there, join us, help us organize, get more information put out, because that's how these grassroots organizations get off the ground. People like you and me spending our time to try to get the word out and actually putting our foot down and say, no more. I will not comply. So changing the subject for a second to fucking pedophiles, Jizz Lane Maxwell's guilty verdict will very likely get tossed out and her case retried after a juror comments on sexual abuse. Let me just read you this little excerpt from a news story. A week after Jizz Lane Maxwell was found guilty of sex trafficking, two jurors in the case told media outlets that they may have swayed the jury by sharing their own experiences of sexual abuse during deliberations disclosures that could jeopardize the trial. Our juror, Scotty David, identified only by his first and middle names, told the Independent and Reuters that he used his personal experience of abuse to ease the doubt that other jurors had about some of the accuser's testimonies. A second juror told the New York Times that they also shared a personal experience of sexual abuse that, quote, appeared to help shape the jury's decision. So now the prosecutor filed a letter on Wednesday requesting an inquiry into the remarks. Just like, Jesus Christ, were these people a plant? Were they done? Are are they doing this on purpose? And if this is the case, does that mean we have a second chance to go after the pedophiles that were participating in this sex trafficking with Jizz Lane? Probably not. I'm sure fucking corrupt ass Comey will still be on the trial, which is absolutely mind boggling to me. But whatever, we will move on from that. So the court documents showed that jurors were asked during the selection process if they or anyone in their families were victims of sexual abuse. It's like, fuck, is there a family anywhere that doesn't have this kind of shit touching them? David told Reuters that he flew through the questionnaire 
and that's in quotes, flew through the questionnaire and didn't remember if he was asked about personal experiences of sexual abuse. But he said he would have answered honestly. I don't know. It just seems way too convenient for me. It's a fucking nightmare. So moving on from that shit show, I just want to talk about how these lockdowns are killing people. And I've argued with fools about this so many times. There's no evidence that lockdowns are causing any harm to people. Get the fuck out of here. Listen to this. And I got this information from Dr. Mercola's website, Dr. Joseph Mercola. He's been threatened by the medical board to lose his license. So he basically has this, uh, I don't even know what the hell you call it, but each time he posts a story to his website, it expires and gets removed from the site within 48 hours. But I was able to find this little gem. Children have by far the lowest risk for serious COVID infection. COVID policies have therefore had an outsized impact on children and teens. Suicide attempts among girls rose 51% in 2021. Between 2019 and 2020, adolescent overdose mortality rose from 2.35 per 100,000 to 4.58 per 100,000. That's a 94.3% increase. I know somebody that overdosed and died. He had actually been clean for years, but he was locked down, lost his job, and apparently decided to try heroin, and he overdosed and died. And I'm sure that's a story that has repeated constantly over the last two years. Fentanyl fatalities among teens nearly tripled between 2019 and 2020, and represented 76.6 of adolescent overdose in 2021. Children's health is also being decimated by COVID jab mandates. A declaration signed by 16,000 doctors and scientists call for the elimination of all COVID jab mandates for children. I mean, I don't know how many more horrifying numbers like that have to be thrown around before people wake up and realize these aren't just numbers. These are people's lives that are ending and people's lives that are being destroyed because of lockdowns that have no scientific basis in reality. And speaking of no scientific base in reality, your girl here, Athena, has been saying for two years now that masks don't work. And now the CDC has finally come out to let the public know that cloth masks don't work. I literally have a link to about 115 different studies that show masks don't work. So the cloth ones, they do absolute dick except make you breathe in hot air all day. The surgical style masks, they do not prevent transmission of any virus. The N95 masks have some success in clinical settings, but when used in outside real world environment, it goes down to about 0% effectiveness at stopping the transmission of virus. This is something else the other side can't seem to grasp. It's like, what the fuck are you wearing that on your face for? Even your COVID prophet Fauci now is admitting that these cloth masks do not work. I'm just like, are the people that are still fucking wearing these cloth masks, are you like a fucking gremlin under there? Are you missing all your teeth? Like, what the fuck? What are you trying to hide back there? Take the mask off and breathe in some oxygen. It's really nice, I promise. So check out what I found the other day. 
This is on the archive. It's archive.forplebs.org. And it's an anonymous poster. And they posted this on Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. And it begins with, It will originate from a pharmaceutical company working with a military ops in the West Coast state. It will be accurately planted in major cities and it will cause flu-like symptoms and may be deadly to elders and babies. But the media will report it as it is deadly for everyone, but it's a hoax. The vaccine will be the real killer, packed with copious amounts of toxic metals. It's like, how is this person basically giving us a play-by-play of what was about to happen? This was September 2019. This anonymous poster goes on to say, I don't know any details on the actual genetics of the virus, but I know they've tested it multiple times already, but in different quote-unquote brand names. So I don't know. This person doesn't say how they have this information because I'm sure they don't want to out themselves and get their lives destroyed. But it sounds like there were definitely people aware of what was about to happen. I mean, look at Event 201, Bill Gates is evil. And Event 201 kind of brings me to my next subject. So Dan Crenshaw, the fucking golden boy of the Republicans. Let's just talk about this motherfucker for a minute. Now, first of all, he's a politician, first and foremost. He just knows how to talk. He can be charming. And he does the word salad nonsense. But check this out. I've talked about this before, but I think everybody needs a little reminder about their boy, Dan Crenshaw. In 2019, Crenshaw was a member of the World Economic Forum's 127 Young Global Leaders, along with Democrat Mayor Peter Buttigieg, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, I believe Tulsi Gabbard, she was also a member of this. The original webpage displaying the information about Crenshaw has been taken down. There is still an archive version, and it is still available. Thank God for the archived web. So much shit has been wiped from the internet in the last few years. So much information has just been lost. But for the people that are actually putting this stuff on the archive, I salute you. If you want a link to the archive version of this information, just go ahead and send me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com, and I will send it over to you. So the Young Global Leaders Vision and Mission. The mission of the Forum of Young Global Leaders is to create a dynamic global community of exceptional people with the vision, courage, and influence to drive positive change in the world. Now, this is something you have to apply for. It's not like Klaus Schwab is just fucking randomly picking people and bestowing them membership. You have to apply. So Dan Crenshaw is right there in the middle of all of this bullshit. So anytime you want to be like, oh, he's a war hero, he's a Republican. No, he is one of them. He is a politician. He is a fucking snake in the grass, 100%. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on in Kazakhstan. And before you start thinking, why the fuck do I care what's going on in Kazakhstan? Because all of this shit going on in other countries is exactly what could happen here. So the protests started a couple of days ago. But somehow, piles of weapons have been dropped around Almaty, Kazakhstan. I want to know who's funding this. Is the CIA involved? Because anytime there's some bullshit like this, the CIA won't be too far away. 
they've shut down all internet access so people can't pay for anything electronically. It all has to be done through cash. It just sounds like they're trying to cripple the people. And don't think that that shit can't come here. Moving on, I just wanted to give you all a quick refresher on Pfizer's indiscretions. They've had 15 safety-related offenses, 10 healthcare-related offenses, 19 government contracting-related offenses, 6 competition-related offenses, 19 environmental-related offenses. We have 9 records of drug or medical equipment safety violations. We have 10 records of off-label or unapproved promotion of medical products. We have 19 false claims recorded, 3 Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and 19 records of environmental violation. And they've had more criminal fines than any other organization. I just don't understand when all of a sudden hell of people decided to start trusting Big Pharma. If you do the least amount of research into it, you will see they do not have your health and your well-being in mind. They want money. Bottom line, they are greedy little fuckers and they want money. So now I want to read you an excerpt from the book The Demon Haunted World, Science as a Candle in the Dark by Carl Sagan. I have a foreboding of an America in my children's or grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy when nearly all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of very few, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when, clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, Unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide, almost without noticing, back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. The 30-second soundbites, now down to 10 seconds or less, lowest common denominator programming, credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstitions, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. So like I said, that's a book written by Carl Sagan back in 1995. You know who else saw a bunch of technological nightmares coming back in the 1995 era? Ted Kaczynski. Hmm. So last week I was telling you about the three-hour podcast with Dr. Robert Malone and Joe Rogan, where he talked about mass formation psychosis, which has been completely censored by Google now. But I remember days ago, it was months ago, I read some article about the UK's government early pandemic response, and it totally backs up what Dr. Robert Malone said. And I even remember one from Canada that was very similar. So I found this article written by Paul Joseph Watson. In Canada, the military admitted launching a psychological operations campaign against their own people in order to manipulate them into compliance with COVID-19 restrictions and mandates. And I've said this a billion times too, but this is coming from Dr. Robert Malone. What the heck happened to Germany in the 20s and 30s? Very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. How did that happen? When you have a society 
that becomes decoupled from each other and has a free floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense. We can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis, they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. So Dr. Robert Malone's summary of how health authorities seized on the unifying threat of COVID-19 pandemic and exaggerated its threat to create mass hysteria is backed up by leaked details of how the UK government manipulated its population during the early days of the pandemic. This was all first broke by author and journalist Laura Dodsworth. Scientists in the UK working as advisors for the government admitted using what they now admit to be quote-unquote unethical and totalitarian methods of instilling fear in the population in order to control behavior during the pandemic. The London Telegraph reported comments made by members of the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, a subcommittee of the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, the government's chief scientific advisory group. The report quotes a briefing from March 2020, as the first lockdowns were decreed, that stated the government should drastically increase the perceived level of personal threat that the virus poses because, quote-unquote, a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> breathe. One scientist with the SPIB admitted in March 2020 that the government was very worried about the compliance and they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. Well, no shit. There were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance and decisions were made about how to ramp up the fear. The unnamed scientist adds that, quote unquote, the way we have used fear is dystopian. The scientist further confessed that the use of fear has definitely been ethically questionable. It's not even a question. These fucking scientists need to have a leash and a straitjacket. And so does the government. So it's been like a weird experiment. Ultimately, it backfired because people became too scared. And we have another scientist that warned we have to be very careful about the authoritarianism that is creeping in. Adding, people use the pandemic to grab power and drive through things that would never have happened otherwise. So moving on to Canada, the Canadian military leaders saw the pandemic as a unique opportunity to test out propaganda techniques on the unsuspecting public. And that was reported by the Ottawa Citizen. So speaking of Canada, what's up, guys? I have hella listeners up there. And now there's been a crazy lockdown. In Ontario and Quebec, there may be other places. I'm just not sure about that. But check this out. The level of compliance and rolling over in Canada, it's outrageous. Quebec has a 10 p.m. curfew and they protested last night only to have 80% of the people arrested for being outside. Innocent people protesting their lives, peacefully arrested for going outside past 10 p.m. Like, what the fuck? 10 p.m.? Get out of here. No, shut up. Anyway. Anyone that thinks this is okay needs to reevaluate their lives, their way of thinking, who they are aligned with is just insanity. So like I said, it may be other places besides Quebec and Ontario, but you guys, you have people here in the United States that support you. We fucking see what's going on with you. And when I'm going out to protest on the 15th, 
I will be thinking of you guys. I'm going to fucking make a special sign just for you, Canada, because this is ridiculous. I don't understand how Americans are just sitting here while their Canadian brothers and sisters are literally being imprisoned in their house. Their rights stripped away for no reason, no scientific backing. And fucking Justin Tool Trudeau literally called us misogynists, racists, because we don't want to get jabbed with their experimental poison. Who the fuck is this guy? Is he Castro's son? Because they look really fucking similar. But yeah, fuck that guy. So before I move on from Canada, let me just give you some information I got from a website called data.ontario.ca. And this is some information on the clot shot. The vaccinated are now 1.34 times more likely to be infected with COVID based on the weekly per 100,000 case rates. This means the efficacy of infection is negative 34% for the week. Weekly per 100,000 unvaccinated cases, 75. Weekly per 100,000 vaccinated cases, 101. Vaccine efficacy against infection, negative 34%. This is all compiled from government data. This is not in tinfoil hat crazy conspiracy land. This is from the government's own website. Yet, they're forcing these people to have vaccinations to do the most basic of things. Now, they can't even leave the damn country. They can't even leave their cities without a vax pass. Starting January 15th, Truckers will not be able to cross the Canadian-American border unless they have the Vax Pass. So get the fuck out while you can. Florida and Texas, you guys are looking beautiful. So now I need to move on to a little bit of propaganda that's been floating around in the Associated Press. It was in Newsweek. The title reads, An unvaccinated couple with four children died on the same day after contracting COVID-19. And they make sure to make it very clear they were unvaccinated. What they failed to mention in their biased ass headline was that these two were morbidly obese, diabetic, and smokers. So I'm sure that had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they both died. Another little interesting tidbit that for some reason isn't in the news was pilot Cody Flint blacked out mid-flight and he knows of other Vax-injured pilots, too. He said, I'm scared to death. It's going to take a horrible accident, maybe of a commercial airliner, to wake people up in the FAA and the FDA. I've actually been wondering for a while when that shit's going to happen mid-air. Thank God there's a co-pilot. But now that they're forcing all of our pilots to be vaccinated, it seems like it's going to be a huge risk. I don't like to fly as it is. I'm not about to wear a mask on a plane, but I I don't even think I can get on a plane. I think you have to show a Vax Pass to even fly anywhere. So I will be road tripping anywhere I need to go in the near future. Now, I bet some of you are wondering, like, how the hell is the media allowed to do all this? Well, let me take you back to 1949. The Fairness Doctrine was adopted by the FCC. It mandated news outlets to operate in the interest of impartially informing the public by devoting time to contrasting views on issues. The Fairness Doctrine was eliminated by Ronald Reagan's FCC in 1986 because I don't know why. How how does that make sense? So 
It seems back in the 1980s, this plan was kind of kicked off to be able to brainwash people and feed Americans propaganda. But this 1986, 1986 act is exactly why the news media is totally biased and nobody can do anything about it. So moving back to the protests on January 15th, I know Boston has a march planned. I know Sacramento has a march planned. But like I said earlier, even if you're not in a huge city, go out, create a sign, and stand there by your fucking self if you have to. Something has to be done. We cannot just keep sitting and watching this nightmare unfold when people like Canadians, Australians, Americans are having our rights stripped from us. If we don't put our feet down, if we don't say no fucking more, humanity as we know it will come to an end. 